welcome to the World Beyond the Tale, the Page Day American Gods podcast. I'm your host, James, and today we're reading page 46. You'd been here, she said. This would never have happened. I don't know why she married you. I told her, time and again, I told her. But they don't listen to their mothers, do they? She stopped, looked more closely at Shadow's face. Have you been fighting? Yes, he said. Barbarian, she said. Then she set her mouth, raised her head so her chins quivered, and stared straight ahead of her. To Shadow's surprise, Audrey Burton was also at the funeral, standing toward the back. The short service ended, the casket was lowered into the cold ground, the people went away. Shadow did not leave. He stood there with his hands in his pockets, shivering, staring at the hole in the ground. Above him the sky was iron gray, featureless and flat as a mirror. It continued to snow erratically, like and ghost-like tumbling flakes. There was something he wanted to say to Laura, and he was prepared to wait until he knew what it was. The world slowly began to lose light and color. Shadow's feet were going numb, while his hands and face hurt from the cold. He burrowed his hands into his pockets for warmth, and his fingers closed about the gold coin. He walked over to the grave. This is for you, he said. Several shovels of earth had been emptied onto the casket, but the hole was far from full. He threw the gold coin into the grave with Laura, Then he pushed more earth into the hole to hide the coin from acquisitive gravediggers. He brushed the earth from his hands and said, Good night, Laura. Then he said, I'm sorry. He turned his face toward the lights of the town and began to walk back into Eagle Point. His motel was a good two miles away, but after spending three years in prison, he was relishing the idea that he could simply walk and walk, forever if need be. He could keep walking north and wind up in Alaska, or head south to Mexico and beyond. He could walk to Patagonia, or to Tierra del Fuego, the land of fire. He tried to remember how it had got its name. He remembered reading as a boy of naked men crouched by fires to keep warm. A car drew up beside him. The window hummed down. You want a lift, Shadow? asked Audrey Burton. And that is our page. So I need to point it out before I forget, because I don't think I made a note of it. The, um... The conversation he has with himself at the bottom of the page about heading north to Mexico or south, or wow, north to Alaska or south to Mexico, is kind of reflective of the uh, the quote that opened the book from uh, from the joke book, which I've already forgotten who did the joke book. John Joe Miller's jest book, the boundaries of the country north of the Aurora Borealis to the east of the rising sun. South by the procession of the equinoxes, west by the day of judgment, blah, 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 all that. It's it's not a direct reference, I don't think, and it may not even be an intentional one, but it kind of jumped out at me as being similar enough. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Oh, wait, there's more on the page, isn't there? Sorry. Um, Shadow's confrontation with Laura's mother continues, and she calls him a barbarian. In the original meaning, it uh, it was basically referred to people who were just not part of the glorious Greek empire, or people who weren't part of the Roman Empire. It generally now refers to a person who is perceived as being uncivilized, but it also feels like there's a racial undertone to it, and I don't know if that's just me white-guilting my way into this interpretation or not, but I I kind of wonder how strongly uh, Laura's mother means it. it. I think it's a bit of a stretch for me to associate the term with racism. However, it has a historical bent of ethnocentric worldviews, so 
I guess I'm kind of comfortable with that interpretation, at least for the moment. The sky is described as flat as a mirror, which is pretty common in describing a body of water, but I don't know that I've necessarily seen it before to describe the sky. Though on a cloudy day, especially a cold, clearish cloudy day, clear air, not clear sky. Sorry, I haven't seen clear air in... Well, okay, literally I haven't seen clear air clear air in about four days, but generally speaking, it's been smoky here for more than a month that I think I'm dying. In the case of a body of water, though, flat as a mirror means calm, placid. In the case of the sky, it definitely keeps that coming storm, or I guess present storm in this case, idea alive. Shadow tosses Sweeney's coin into the grave, covers it with more dirt, but the hole itself isn't full entirely. Here used another term. Who used it, James? Here, Neil uses another term that I had not really seen before, at least in this tense. Acquisitive. It sounds like what it means. Interested in acquiring, specifically related to money or material goods. I don't know that I've ever seen it outside of the book. It's originally Latin, comes to our language by way of French and Latin, and uh, this version of the word dates back to maybe the 19th century, though the word itself dates back to the 1500s. Thanks, OED. That's my one word for the next, what, 52 weeks, probably? Shadow says good night instead of goodbye, and I don't know about you, but that makes me think of Leadbelly's song Goodnight Irene. It may be a stretch once again, but I'm going to slip that song in here. It originally uh, was adapted from American folk songs, so before Leadbelly recorded it and made what is probably the most uh, iconic version, and not the most iconic, the he's, he's often credited with the original version of the song, but it, it existed probably even through the 19th century. It was published, though, in uh, 1933, but Leadbelly had been performing the song for about 20 years at that point, by the time the recording arrived. There's a lot of different recordings of the song, and there's a lot of different versions, lyrically, of the song that can change up slightly or sometimes less than slightly. But most of the versions that I've heard uh, the narrator singing is suicidal over his relationship with a woman named Irene. I've always interpreted it as he's having an affair and is rejected, or maybe he's having an affair, and for, it works for a while, and then is rejected. It's just a great song. Uh, there's a Lead Belly version. The folk rock band The Neilds do a really, really good version uh, off their album Abigail, which, if I was more prepared, I would have known what year it was. It was an EP, though, released on probably Razor and Tie. I don't know. Let me Google real quick. 
1995. I was wrong by just a couple of years. Uh, Abigail, by the Neils, 1995 EP released on the... Oh, self-released. Huh. Shows what I know. Well, anyhow, rare but definitely worth finding if you're a Neils fan. This may be a bit of a stretch as as I've been listening to a lot of Americana folk music as I've been researching the book, but it's hard to say. I I think it's it's definitely odd that he would say goodnight instead of goodbye. Maybe not odd, but it's it's certainly it certainly seems evocative of something else. I don't know. I've spent way too much time on this already, so let's move on down the page. Shadow walks two miles back to his hotel, or at least begins, to, or motel. I keep saying hotel instead of motel. Motel America, if I didn't notice earlier, is a bit on the nose, but he's walking there. He also considers walking through Canada to Alaska or to Mexico or to Patagonia slash Tierra del Fuego, which is one hell of a walk. It's the southern tip of South America, named by Magellan and thought to be home thought to be the home of giants known as Patagones or Patagonies, reported to be 12 to 15 feet tall for our sensible listeners who don't live in a country that doesn't know how to measure. That's 3.7 to 4.6 meters. There's a lot of other reports, apparently, of very tall people in those regions, but it's pretty far off the page. I guess I'll just bookmark the wiki for later use personally. Tierra del Fuego is also part of the southern tip of South America. It takes its name from the fires that Magellan saw burning from the ship, which Shadow noted were probably to keep warm. And I think that's about it. We got lots of exciting questions. Will Shadow take a ride to the motel? I don't know. Come back tomorrow, and we can find out together. You can get in touch with the podcast at theworldbeyondthetale at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at worldbeyondpod. I'd like to say thank you to Julian Granganage for his version of St. James Infirmary Blues that we use as our theme song. And I'd like to thank you for listening. I'll be back tomorrow with another page, and remember, only the gods are real. <laughs>